What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Love Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you for your time and your company uh, for the show today. The uh, Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London, uh, but is incredibly fortunate uh, to be able to host and present shows from across the world. Uh, today's episode sees us uh, with the uh, wonderful uh, opportunity to have a conversation with one of those amazing people who let us uh, uh, broadcast their shows from across the world. We're venturing over to Denver, Colorado for the episode today to talk to the host and creator of the Super Sinido show, uh, La Molly. I think this is the fourth, maybe fifth time that we've had the uh, the opportunity to kind of spend some time with Molly for an episode and uh, it's always a, a, just a, a real joy uh, to do so, uh, even though today's episode probably doesn't find us um, discussing the, the best things in the world because uh, there's a very 2020 centric um, kind of theme to uh, the conversation and I thought... Uh, I suppose I, I really did want to have this conversation with uh, with Molly based uh, on the fact that she is in the States and uh, I think I can offer an invaluable insight into uh, a lot of the things that uh, I guess have happened in the States uh, from you know her perspective of coronavirus, uh, being in Denver, Colorado, me in London, UK, we kind of swap coronavirus and homeschooling stories and we also talk about events in the states that have um you know i guess made headline news and uh would be uh, just again invaluable insight so we talk about elections we talk about the very very sad uh death of george floyd um and but you know there was we do have some joyous moments and we discuss uh 2020 music uh releases as well and we end on our first and only ever quickfire round <laughs> which is not quickfire or based on a time limit in any context so uh i hope you'll enjoy the episode i won't set it up any more than that uh, as i think the episode uh, does uh, does so itself so regular listeners of this show know that we feature two songs um, uh, our guest in this case molly will be picking our closing number for the episode but i have the luxury of picking the opening one and again this is something else i won't set up too much at this point uh, just as it is explained in the, the episode uh, uh, that you're about to hear but the song that i am picking is bat for lashes uh, and their wonderful song uh, called Daniel, which is, I love this record. And um, yes, uh, as I say, it is explained in the actual episode why I've chosen it. So sit back, relax, put your karate headband on. Again, that's explained in the episode. And I uh, hope you very much enjoy uh, the following conversation. Once again, you can find us at blueandgreenradio.com. And uh, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Thank you. 
how are you otherwise? Are you well? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just um, staying busy and staying, trying to stay safe. Yeah, I know it's insane. Well, actually, as I, I wanted to say right off the bat, full disclosure, I am I am talking to you now in my all black uh, super bonito uh, long sleeve, <laughs> long sleeve, and I'm I'm wearing it with absolute. I say with pride, as you know, my daughter's been wearing the same mm-hmm. shirt. So it's got to the point where she's taken ownership of it so much. I feel like I'm wearing her dress <laughs> as opposed to my shirt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I, say I'm wearing it. <laughs> I say I'm wearing it with pride. I'm wearing the logo with pride, but I feel like it's inappropriate now. It's hers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to buy more. Oh, that's fine. Go for it. Yes, I will. Uh, how how has the kind of you you've you've expanded the brand, which is really exciting. You've got the uh, the Super Sonido website up now as well, which has uh, your reviews and uploads and the shop section where you can buy it, where people listening can buy wonderful attire, like the one they can't see me wearing at the moment. <laughs> but how has the kind of the expansion into uh, website management gone for you? It's been interesting. Uh, People had been telling me for years, like, you need a website. And I was like, why? That's so stupid. It's just a radio show. Like, who cares? (laughs) Um, But then as I started doing more stuff, I was like, well, okay, maybe that'd be cool to have like a centralized place. And plus now I can kind of track a little bit my audience where it's like, you know, you don't necessarily always know anyone even is listening um, because you don't always get feedback, but it doesn't mean people aren't there. So I was like, all right, I'll do it, I guess. Um, And it's been cool, like, because it feels like a legitimate thing now. Like I had my homegirl put together a logo for me and it's beautiful. And then I was like, oh, well, this has to be on stuff. Like I can't just like have this. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I was like, all right, cool. Just I'll start making merch and then just like whatever stupid thing hits my like whimsy, (laughs) I'll put it on there because like whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's great so it's a really fun site are you balancing uk vibe reviews or are you you're posting the ones that you've written there i'm just doing the ones for him i made sure that it was okay with him because i didn't want to like you know yeah <laughs> i don't know take anything away from him and i put you know that they come from that website right, right. um but it's just i guess a central place to find all the different yeah. things i do Yes, it's very, very cool. I think you've, you've been, you, I think people probably saw that you were a brand before you saw that you were a brand. Uh, And that's probably that what I was, what those comments related to. It's like when I think Steve and I were talking about, I think when he first heard our, I think, I guess our first podcast, and it was a case of, you know, Molly writes, right? No. (laughs) Molly's not actually writing at the moment. Why is Molly not writing? I don't know. I actually don't know. It's like everyone can see that Molly should be doing a whole bunch of other stuff, but Molly's not doing it for some reason. So, and, and that's in the, the biggest compliment, absolutely, yeah. that's intended. Um, but yeah, it was always that kind of, like I said, people saw you were a brand before you did, I think. Well, that's cool. Tell me what else. <laughs> what else am I missing? <laughs> I'll do it. I, oh, I've, I've got a list. I've got a whole bunch <laughs> of things. Things Molly should do. <laughs> we, I'll email it over to you later. Thank you. Um, how how is uh, how was uh, quarantine life? What is the situation actually in Denver oh, at the moment? Um, it's a mess. Like, um, oh really? Well, you know, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but like cases it's are worse so than bad. they ever were. Yes. Um, but nobody. But they're doing less 
than they were in the beginning. Um, And to some extent, I understand that, you know, you can't really let the economy fall apart um, because the government, the federal government isn't helping the state local government. So they sort of have no choice because they have nothing, no help to give. Um, So to an extent, I understand probably why haven't shut us down yet, but it's getting scary. Um, And I don't know, it just makes me never want to, share the same air of another human being for the rest of my life. Like it's so creepy. Yeah. You don't, you never know. And, and it feels yeah. like, um, this like creeping monster. It just gets closer and closer. And the more time goes on, the more people I know that are being either getting, getting sick or dying. And it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Over here, it's, um, they, I heard on the radio today that there are currently more people in hospital due to uh, coronavirus than there have ever been. So we've, we're peaking right now. Yeah. So I think April was was the, what was deemed the worst period. But now at the moment, there are more in hospital due to that than, than there has been all year for us. That's so so um, I know it's insane. It, it's, it's a real kind of roller coaster. We have a, mm. I don't want to get political or anything, but um, <laughs> uh, although I am hoping to get political with you later, but we'll discuss that. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, we have a, a sort of a leader who, there's a very blind kind of optimism in what he says like oh this will be yeah. fine this will be fine this will be fine and i think we went into like a november and we had this full-on lockdown for a month but during that they announced for christmas we'll have five days where people could socialize and it was like well that doesn't make any sense we're currently in a lockdown like yeah. you're gonna undo everything that any good God. that this might do and then like literally at the last minute he had to to pull it like literally last minute he had to say okay yeah we're not we can't do that okay. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> <laughs> well so here was, um... go ahead no no just say that. like it was I, I think that was kind of the that was probably the only time for me where I thought like any decision that's been made up to this point I've always been like I wouldn't know what to do I just yeah. go with what, what they're saying but I remember that one in particular I thought how you can't have Christmas in like in a month and you're allowing people to socialize for five days indoors it just seemed like a really bizarre thing and then when he last minute said okay yeah we can't do it even though we went into this new tier four which is a completely new tier for the yep. uk and that went in for like two weeks before christmas and he still said yep it'll be fine for christmas <laughs> it was like this is you're insane um so yeah it's just that was the only time i thought no yeah. i lost a little faith in you guys yeah, I sort of felt the same. Like, I would not want to be in their position. And so it's hard to yeah. criticize. But yeah, as this goes on and on, it's just like dumber and dumber. Like, the same thing <laughs> with us. They're like, if we get to the red zone, then we're going to shut down again. And he's like, oh, we're in the red zone. So now we're going to do a purple zone and then we'll <laughs> shut down. Like, okay, well, oh next, are you going to do a teal zone? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, they just keep adding and adding. Or just so, And then where my son's dad lives, they went on um, stay at home orders, but they kept the malls open because it was Christmas. So like you could only stay home or go to the mall. Like, wow. what? <laughs> Yeah, I spoke to someone from Denver uh, a few months ago, pretty well into the summer, where they were starting to uh, kind of get things open a little bit more. And um, they were allowing like live music uh, to happen. But there was a thing about the horn players, they weren't allowed to, to perform. And some as a trumpeter, I forget the name, but he's from Denver. And he has this famous video where he put a candle, he lit a candle 
and then he blew his trumpet at the candle, you know, screaming his trumpet at the candle and the candle's not moving. And he's basically saying, you see, I'm not blowing on people if you let me perform. <laughs> but I don't know if they've reversed that. I imagine at the moment oh, you're in a, a situation where live music is not happening. No. Um, yeah, we've, it's been hard because, you know, my job is in theater and yeah. um, it's been hard for us, like probably around the same time we have a mariachi concert every year. And that's like all mariachi is, is um like trumpets and right <laughs> and saxophone not so I don't know it's all of that brass stuff and yeah. and wind instruments and so it was like a pretty big headache it's all been a headache to jump through all these hoops and try to understand like okay we know the rules now and then they change and then it's so it's really difficult we're lucky that there's a lot of money being um sort of prioritized for arts organizations in Denver but mm. Um, it's, I know it's, it's tough for probably smaller folks and it's tough for us too, but it's, it's, yeah, there's just so much more red tape when it's just like, I feel like if they just shut everyone down and gave us some money to survive, it'd be fine. I don't think small businesses would have a problem. I don't think restaurants would have a problem if the government just paid them to stay home. I don't know. Yeah. I, it it kind of feels like that's really gonna be the only way around it where you, you're gonna have to really that, that you know there needs to be this huge biting of the bullet so to speak where you yeah. just lock everyone away and say look this is gonna hurt and this is gonna be bad but we're just this is what we're, what, what we're gonna do and it's just gonna be you're all gonna be locked away for like two months or whatever it is three months or and just say it's done and and then hopefully we can ease our way back kind of out of it in a in a mature way you know, yeah. with with vaccines or or whatever. How are vaccines with you guys? As as it's it's in the states now, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't even know. I keep getting emails like from the healthcare, my health insurance, and but it's like I'm probably so far down on the list, I wouldn't even know how to check. Um, but like, it seems like politicians and frontline workers are getting them first. So that's good. Politicians? Oh yeah. All the, all the terrible people who have denied (laughs) it, who have told people don't wear masks. Oh, they are so happy to get vaccinated. And then they go back and they continue to tell people it's a hoax. It's like, what is your problem? And they, they have it and then say it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, politicians as frontline. Wow, that's incredible. I hadn't yeah. certainly haven't heard of that over here. Um, that's amazing. Wow, gosh, how has the theater stuff been for you guys? Oh, we're just trying to figure out how to uh, um, do it. But I think we've done pretty good. You know, we've pivoted to Zoom, which is the hard thing mm-hmm. is um, we're a community theater, so community is so important to to us and to everything we do. And it's really hard to build and, and maintain yeah. community over the internet, over um, like a Zoom call. Um, but I think it's been good just being there for people and show like we'll do um, – I mean, they're not plays, obviously, because you're not physically acting out, but we call them readings. So we'll do readings of some of our favorites, like for Christmas. We have a bunch of Christmas shows that everyone loves. So we just did them all and we put them up there for people to watch whenever they want. Um, And just trying to figure out different ways that we can be sort of approach this from several different angles so it doesn't get stale. Because truthfully, like watching a play being read over Zoom is like, 
not terribly interesting. It's just not. It's not a movie. It's not the play itself. So it's really not the same. You're not connecting with the rest of the audience. There's no laughter or singing along or joy really being felt. So it's tough. Um, but I'm proud of the organization for how you know, seriously, they've kind of jumped on this and like, okay, what can we do? And now what else can we do? And how can we make it better? Um, but we are all very much looking forward to when we can do it again in real life. Mm. Yeah, that would be um, obviously at such a something to really, really kind of aim for, isn't it? And it's such a difficult industry to have to watch kind of suffer yeah. the way it has done. So um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think last time we spoke, we talked about how the internet was kind of the hero of this year in terms of just allowing that level of communication and that kind of allowing you to continue to try and build that kind of community feel Mm -hmm. through uh through other ways like zoom as you say yeah and it's definitely an opportunity actually i think to grow our audience and increase our profile um because it's not limited to just the people in the local area who bought tickets. We can put it out to anyone and they can join and watch our shows. And we've been able to watch shows from our, um, you know, like partner theaters around the country. And it's been pretty great that we can um, support them in that way. And then their audience or other people can support us too. So it's, I think it's actually like a really cool opportunity to get our name out there a little more as well. So yeah, bright side, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess it's had to be that, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah it's um well no, it's it's wonderful. I'd seen some stuff quite a while ago, uh, on um, on talks that you had put up through Facebook, uh, through the theatre group, um, that you had hosted actually. Uh, so I'd seen a few of those. Um, but no, I actually I have to confess I haven't seen any of the plays, but that would be that would be awesome to see. So I'll, I'll do that uh real soon how many are currently available to kind of see um so i think they took them down after christmas was over but you know like we host them we're trying to keep it as similar to our season as possible so i think the next one we'll do will probably be in march and we're hopeful that we can do that one in person but uh, we'll see yeah i suppose that would be fun to even just to record it without Mm -hmm. an audience if if you're, you're all able to be in one space (laughs) <laughs> I just realized how much, so much of what you do is audience related, isn't it? Because I know you're a live music fan and you've you obviously had that taken away. And now in yeah. a performance capacity, that's not even an option either. How long has it been yeah. since you went to a live gig? Oh, my God. Um, I can't even remember the last show wow. I went to. It's been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe a year and a half. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so that was a gap before uh, Corona. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to find a babysitter and I don't really trust <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah. it's got to be a show that I'm like super amped to see. I think actually right. the last one I saw was last April, Santa Gold. Right. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, I got her first album. I, yeah. Me I too. Remember, yeah. Amazing, yeah. yeah. She she changed it, wasn't it? She was Santi Gold. No, she's yeah. Santi Gold now. Yeah, I think it she was, was Santo, Santo Gold. I don't know. Right. But it was like somebody else's name. So she had to Yes, change that's it. right. Yeah, she had to change it. She just <laughs> yeah, went from E to O. I can't remember. But yeah, no, that was, yeah, I just love her. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. And it must have been a great gig. It was. Yeah. So I guess a good way yeah. to yeah. end it. The last gig you ever saw, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that you'll ever see again. Ever yeah. in my life. <laughs> 
you mentioned babysitting. Like again, I've uh, I've somewhat fond memories of the last time we spoke, where we discussed uh, uh, attempting to be teachers to yeah. our respective children, oh, and um, at that point hadn't gone great for for well for either of us at that point. Did you guys find a rhythm? Yeah, are you doing okay? <laughs> the hard thing is the school, I don't know if you're having this experience, but the school keeps changing its mind, which I get. I mean, I'd rather, I think they're doing their best to respond to everything. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably have a lot of pressure on them. But, yeah. um, you know, they're like, okay, we're in person. Oh, just kidding. It's really bad. We're online again. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to do in person two weeks later because now it's magically better. Like, I don't know. It's just, it keeps... So whatever, we signed up for all year online school because I'm not, I'm not even trying to deal with that. Um, So it's the same teacher, but she teaches both the in-school kids and the online kids. Like it's a mess. I don't even know. I feel so bad for all of them. Um, But my mother. she's been filmed during her class. Yeah. She like, she'll set the kids that are in person to an activity and then she'll come to the computer and try to help the kids that are online. And it's just like insanity. I don't know why they thought that was the best idea. Those poor teachers are just being stretched to their like limits. I can't even imagine. But when they're all online, it's great because, well, it's better. (laughs) It's not great. Um, But they have tried to like take some of the weight off of the parents, which is cool, but it's, you know, he's eight. So there's only so much he can Mm. do. He doesn't know what copy paste is. He doesn't know like all this computer stuff. So to an extent you have to help, but I'm lucky because my mother is, uh, was an English teacher. So she comes twice a week so I can go to work and helps him with his school. How did she find it? (laughs) <laughs> Does well, she get the same bad experience or is it a bit more disciplined? I think it's a little easier for her because um she can't get a, he can't get away with as much <laughs> with her. Right. And um you know she's not also having to juggle work, cooking, um showering, like all that stuff, you know. Right. Uh, right. so it's probably a little easier but my son is in Spanish his school is immersion and she doesn't speak Spanish. So that's been a little tricky, Okay, <laughs> but I think Rod's good in their bonding and that's always good. That's and, great. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm that grateful great. at least that can, that can happen. And you know, mm-hmm. my household is very safe. Like we don't go anywhere except for where I have to and she as well. So I feel like we're not, putting each other in risk but sometimes that gets a little scary like uh, I think we should stop now or you know it's just like hard navigating health and safety or and what is that versus like his education and uh, it's yeah. just a lot of bad hard choices yeah it's uh, it's funny because you were one of the first probably conversations I had with people talk, talking about trying to parent not parent excuse me trying to teach mm-hmm. their uh children and how sort of disastrous an experience it was becoming and I think there were you know all the conversations I've had this year about you know hey how's it going with your kids I think there's only one person who <laughs> who was kind of like oh yeah no like his daughter you know, she loves learning she's great yeah she she you know she <laughs> uh she researches like a lot by herself oh no you know not not yeah and uh, <laughs> she's her favorite show i get i'm definitely you guys have a, an american equivalent uh but like hor- horrible histories 
you have anything like that? It's kind of like comedians reenacting history, historical kind of events and things uh, like that. We have drunk That's her history. favorite show. I think I think that might be it, but I think that might be maybe a bit adult. Oh, I guess I oh, think there's a real owner, kids yeah. version. Yeah, there's a very <laughs> no. kids version. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think it's a very kids version over here, and that's like her favorite show. And she just loves doing her homework. And the biggest problem they have with her homework is to rein her in because she just wants to keep doing it. You know, more research. So obviously, we don't talk to them anymore. No, that's but, rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was probably the only conversation I had with someone. It wasn't just like, oh, I can't deal with it. They just flip out. They don't do anything. Well, it's like, do your kids, they don't, he doesn't even like learning from me. He's like, stop, go away. <laughs> like, whatever. Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Uh, obviously, uh, I guess that this is the focus of our, of our conversation, just sort of re- <laughs> recapping the year. Um, and there have been, I mean, I thought you're, you're in a, such a, uh, I guess a unique position um, in terms of, you know, we have this shared kind of COVID ex- kind of experience, even though I'm in the UK, you're in Denver. Um, but I guess the, the US had had some particularly really, really difficult times that it had to kind of come to terms with and wrestle with uh, mm. this year. And I, I'm all, I've always, whenever like, uh, I'm always taken back by that episode uh, you recorded of your show. Uh, very, very soon after the George Floyd uh, death, and I remember listening to your show and, you know, just, I don't know how, I, I don't want to put this in a, in a patronizing way or anything, but you sounded so heartbroken by everything. And I remember I reached out to you and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, it was a really moving show that you, you put together. And it was just around that time. And, um, you know, you obviously really affected and impacted by things that had happened in and around that case but in and around the way america kind of responded or were divided almost in 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 its reaction to to that i mean how what was it like to kind of be in the states when it's you have this kind of such strong polarizing reaction to something that was really horrifically unjust well i mean it's sort of like ain't nothing new but the day like this happens all the time and it's happened since like it feels like nobody ever wants to take any lessons from anything and that's really disheartening um I think the reason that George Floyd hit so many of us um I can't even say more than any of the others but it's just like I think the response was different this time because now we had time to actually pay attention you know yeah. Because we're all at home on lockdown and most of our jobs are closed and or like we're working from home so we can go out and protest. Um and and we can like be a little louder because I think yeah, we just had more time and and I think too it was just like people were already pissed because of the way our government was responding even back then to coronavirus. Um and so it was like all of it together was like too much. And so the, the camel's back just broke. Um, and for me personally, I mean, I'm totally disconnected from, I don't live anywhere near Minnesota and um, I didn't know him though. I know people who did, but um, it's like, it's just so sad that people, police, um, 
just don't care about Black people's lives. Like I'm on a, a commission for the city that is like a watchdog sort of, um, of the police. And so I see these things all the time that a video of police, um, just like treating black people like dogs or people in general, it doesn't even have to be black people, but it is very specific to black people. Uh, it's just like so much racism that it's, it's just so sad. It makes me sad that people, will use their power and just just to feel powerful and they'll end mm-hmm. someone's life over that. And it's disgusting. It's such a, this is an incredibly unfair question for me to ask, but like, do you, is there ever any kind of commonality that you ever encounter in terms of, I'm being in that watchdog position uh, I mean, I, I imagine there's an element of kind of insight you get, but like, is like where where does that thought process, that mindset, for, from the police? It, I mean, it's just it's referred to as a systemic thing. Mm-hmm. Like how how like what? Where does that come from? Where does that what instigates that? Well, the police, the system was uh, a response to slavery. They were created out of like uh, run away, to go find runaway slaves, and so they yeah. are that's where that came from. So it is ingrained, first of all, right? So there's that part. And then I think the other is like, it seems like a lot of the training that police receive is based around fear, right? Like like they, um, like you're taught to fear the people, the quote unquote criminals, because they aren't always, right? Um, but it's like they're the big bad guy with the gun and you have to stop them. Um, and so it's like everything is this situation where your life is in danger and it's so amplified more than it ever even needed to be. Like if you think of Philando Castile, I don't know if you heard of him, but he was mm. um it was a traffic stop and he was like, Hey, just so you know, I have a gun, but I have a concealed carry permit. Like he did everything right. He even told them, I have it, it's on me, you know. And they shot him. He didn't even have it out. Yeah. Um, it's just every situation they go into, like, like this is my life. So, of course, you're going to react to defend your life if that's what you think you're doing every time. But it's just not every situation is is a nail that needs a hammer, you know? Yeah. It's um, it's incredible. It's, it's almost it's baffling to, to watch, I think, with the George Floyd situation i mean you couldn't have written it any any more kind of just just insane about how you know i mean they recorded it you know for to, to see how yeah. incredibly unjust the, the the situation was in itself and then it turns out they you know their high their superiors to try to protect the the officers as much mm-hmm. as possible and it's just like well you, there's no defense here there's no you know it was not just one guy who did an insane thing it was yeah. four guys yeah. it was one guy who did the same thing and three guys i guess that covered it up uh and then or sorry not covered it up but endorsed it that almost uh, aided him in every way yeah and then the, the superiors who again did their best to to protect you know the the individual despite his 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 past uh demeanors and um citations for for similar behavior i mean it's 
it's it's it's, it's just sort of baffling to to kind of see that and then just to not have an acknowledgement of okay like there's yeah. a there's a problem here you know yeah. uh, even internally it's just it was um it was a baffling scenario it's like it's baffling but unfortunately it's not at all baffling because it happens every single time it's the same story over and over again and almost every time the cop has previous you know marks on his mm. record but they just keep transferring them to different departments or like in Denver what they do is they change the discipline matrix so that that thing actually isn't as bad anymore as it was right. just it's so frustrating <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I will. Oh, yeah, I. Uh, no, don't I, be I sorry. To, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about it because uh, we haven't spoken about it. And uh, uh, again, I was yeah, I was always I always think back to to that episode that you recorded, and it was uh, it was powerful. It was moving, as you know, as your shows can quite often be. So mm-hmm. um, you always put a voice to uh, the voiceless in many ways. So it's. Um, yeah, so uh, I wanted to, to discuss it with you. Um, and I imagine some, obviously, some horrible news that happened in the States that uh, Donald Trump did not get four more years. And I know how devastated that made you compose yourself. I thought you were um, going to say that he didn't die of coronavirus. <laughs> you could never, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Do you know what happened? When he, when he got it, I said, and my initial thought was, oh, god he's never gonna shut up about it you know like this is his this is his superpower now and he milked it when he got out i knew i didn't think he was gonna die of it or anything but when he came out it was like the doctor said the worst case i'd ever seen and i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and it was just like oh god this is gonna be his whole thing now i'm freaking super bad yeah um but and he, he did his best but um yeah unfortunately for him and for late night talk show writers <laughs> across <laughs> the states um it, yeah he was he was unsuccessful how did you how did you process this <laughs> i mean i think you know honestly it's frustrating to me that cuz you know he's not the only high profile politician that's got it interestingly it seems everybody's wife keeps getting coronavirus but not the right. one, which is like <laughs> dude just shut up you know, we know you have it but anyway that's a side note um but yeah, so like a bunch of high profile politicians or people in that sphere have gotten it. And what's so frustrating to me is that it's like they all beat it because they have the access to all kinds of free, first of all, medications yeah. that none of us do. Most people now can't even get a hospital bed. So people are just dying in their homes. But so, of course, they overcome it. And then it's like, see, it's fine. Why is everyone complaining? But yeah, it's, yeah. it's like we don't connect with like, oh, this is not the real world experience. Actually, we do need to do something. So politicians getting coronavirus is actually worse for us. Yeah. But- yeah, I com- yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It, it's again, it, I mean, they, every news report said he's literally getting the, the best medical attention that anyone in the world could have been receiving. Uh, and they're not having to, like you said, fight for a hospital bed or it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was crazy. But like that whole... I mean, be, it being an, an election year. I mean, what, what is what is that? What, how did you kind of feel about that? Because this one, I heard uh, there was a, a commentator, I think, in the states who it sounded like an overblown statement. But I, the more I thought about it, I didn't. I don't think it was. But they they used the term that this is the election for America's soul. 
And it was sort of like, you kind of think, well, that's a bit much. But no, I don't think it was a bit much, to be honest. I mean, I guess the I'm very, I'm always very mindful to be respectful when I'm talking to someone from the state. So I, I certainly don't want to say Donald Trump is this and that. You might say, hey, yeah, that's it's like talking about someone's kid, you know. <laughs> someone, you could trash your own kid, but when someone says yeah. something about your kid, yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> so I'm, I, I certainly don't want to be uh, presumptuous and say, um, you know, anything untoward. But I, I, I think that you know, uh, to, to use to overuse a phrase, uh, there's there was so much divisiveness uh in the states and i, I think that george floyd's in, uh, situation sort of indicative of that how you had people how how it was a divisive situation how could that be a divisive situation and it was almost like you know if he were to win uh, a second term then it would almost be an endorsement of behavior like that mm-hmm. um and so the more i thought about it, i didn't think it was really an overblown kind of statement but how how were you uh uh, perceiving the kind of the election year, did you get the outcome you thought would happen? Um, oh God, I had no idea. Um, uh, I don't like either of them, but Joe Biden is better, I guess. <laughs> he probably won't put us all in camps or kill my neighbors, um, <laughs> which I mean, I, I had very little faith that if Donald Trump got elected again, things like that wouldn't start happening. You know, like, I don't know, he's evil and a fascist. Why wouldn't it get worse? But, um, I, Joe Biden, I just, is going to do nothing. So it's better, but it's not like, I don't feel like his presidency is going to now like lift us out of the hole we've been in. It's just like, we'll stay here. And that's fine because we're not going to go deeper. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's not exciting. I voted for him, but not uh, joyfully. Enthusiastically. Yeah. Was there a, out of interest, if you don't mind me asking, was there yeah. a uh, Democrat contender that you were really kind of pulling for during the, that process? I mean, I liked Warren and Bernie just because they um, actually had some like, it felt, that, it felt like they understood the sort of radical change that we need. Um, and it's not just like one of the things is like, uh, what's his name? Joe Biden is like, oh, I'll think about getting rid of $10,000 of student loan debt. And like, that's cool. Thanks. But it really doesn't do anything, you know, right. like, and they were talking about free college and getting rid of student loan debt. I'm, I'm sure all of that couldn't happen, but at least someone who understands like the real world and not like... Nancy Pelosi, who's worth a hundred million dollars, like here's six hundred. Wow. Aren't you happy for yourself? Like we're so good. Like it does nothing. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. Just, I guess it was a shame that uh, the Democrat candidate wasn't someone that universally kind of not universally, but uh, really bound everyone. You know to as opposed to just him being the sort of the lesser of two evils. Yeah. It's a shame he didn't inspire uh, uh, a contingent um, of, of people like yourselves um, uh, in, in a way that that candidate could have or should have. Yeah. But I think too, like, you know, Obama's election and having a black man as president, I feel like is what caused the, the sort of like snapping back of the rubber band to Donald Trump. Right. And so right. I, I think maybe having someone who's like not quite as radical was probably a, a good thing. It'll right, right. take us a little 
maybe people won't be as so as shocked into voting for another Donald Trump or actually Donald Trump again, you know, so maybe it's for the best. Yeah. Well, no, that's a, a an astute uh, point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as a, as a, something else I wanted to, as a complete change of pace, uh, I was hoping to talk, uh, music, uh, how, how were you, uh, as a, as a fan, where, where were you at with, uh, 2020 in music? Were you, were you very happy with lots of amazing new releases? I know you've reviewed lots of awesome stuff, uh, that you've, that you've had through obviously UK Vibe and your own site and, uh, your shows have continued to have just the mind-blowingly awesome, fantastic music. So, uh, I imagine yeah. it's been an inspiring, uh, year for releases for you still. Yeah. I mean, I think 2020 has, it's given us a lot, but it's also given us a lot of great music. Um, and what's kind of cool is, you know, with people being home, um, not to promote, you must be productive, but a lot of people have been, um, because yeah. again, they have the time and just like, you know, even if you do music full time, being shut in your own home, is going to give you a little bit more time. Um, and, and what I appreciate is a lot of the releases I've seen, um, are actually addressing life in quarantine. So it's not just yeah. like, oh, this thing isn't happening. It's like, no, it's happening. Let's process it together. Here's my thoughts. And it's, yeah. it's very validating because when you are alone, you can certainly feel like you're alone in your feelings. And I know there's more than ones where I felt just crazy during <laughs> all of this, like that I was losing my mind, um, and then hearing some music is like, okay, good. <laughs> Other people are going crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it has been. It, you, you're right. There's been uh, a lot of really sort of exciting releases and even just how they were created is what makes them exciting. The story mm. behind them kind of over the last few months where people have just been sending their their stems to each other or there was a, a polish band i'm a fan of a jazz band that they kind of it, this they managed to squeeze in this like three day period in between lockdowns to kind of sneak <laughs> off and improvise this record that they created you know seeming completely improvised uh before lockdown kicked in again you know wow. and uh kind of the circumstances around certain releases have have been uh, yeah, been really exciting. It's yeah, their their music now very indicative and sort of reflective of of the year, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at least there's something good to fill your time with. <laughs> yeah. Um. Was there any anything in particular or that you that you were a, a particularly huge fan of out of interest? Yeah. So there was there was quite a few actually, but um, you know, like my favorite ones sort of encapsulate these moments of joy that I found. Not just because like, you know, this has been hard, but it hasn't been totally soulless and, and like, I don't know, depressing, right? There's still been quite a bit of joy and happiness and fun. Um, so, you know, like I spent the summer gardening and this is my first time ever having a garden. And I was just, mm -hmm. it was so enjoyable just to like be outside, even if it was just my small little patch of land, like I could be out there, my kid could be out there and we're just like digging in the earth and, and connecting to Amazing. our space. And the album that I listened to a hundred percent all the time when I was out there was, um, <laughs> it's called Regresa by Busca Buya. They're from, um, Puerto Rico and it's all about their journey home. And it's very tropical and like disco-y and glittery and, and it's, is just beautiful. So I would just sit out there singing to my plants off the song <laughs> or off the album and 
So it's like, it's a really good album, but it also for me just like brings me right back to that joy I felt in my garden. Um, or I discovered an artist this year called El Gil. He's from Mexico or they're from Mexico. And um, the album is called Rayway El Cuarentino. And it's, I think, five or six songs just all about their experience in quarantine. And they're sort of like songs that like just grab your soul because you're like, oh my God, you're writing what's in my heart. And and it's very... um, you know, they're kind of haunting songs and their voice is so just deep and and it's like sort of hypnotizing in a way. And I told them that their their music was heartbreaking, but in a good way, because it's like, oh, you've also given me the needle to sew it back together. And it's just beautiful. Oh, I hope you use those words in the review. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. That was gorgeous. I'm so stealing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was beautifully put. Wonderful. Um, as as a kind of a music fan, do you step out of the the kind of the box from what you play on on, on the show? Like, uh, are you a fan of like other stars of music that obviously that wouldn't fit uh, within the Super Sneedish actual show? That oh you're yeah, out? for sure. Um, oh. I was just listening. So I've been. Uh, painting my house the last couple of days. And um, I've been listening to a lot of Bat for Lashes. I don't know if you've heard of her. I love her. Um, And then she has another like side project. I think it's just one album, but it's called Sex Witch. And I've just been like on and on for the last few days listening to that. Um, I love Feist. Um, Yeah. Who else? Um. I'm trying to think. I mean, those are probably the two like biggest rotation. I listened. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to a lot of Florence and the Machine. Um, wow, I yeah. loved her. Um, and then like probably some older stuff. So like a lot of Remy Shand. I like them. Um, yeah, I mean stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely listen to just about anything that um, that I like, as long as I like it. And it's sort of that electronic vibe is definitely in there like bat for lashes how it's a little yeah um yeah oh the synth is my favorite if it has the synth i'm in it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just all over it yeah i know i totally agree i think i i have the only i'm just thinking the only uh bat flashes song i have is daniel do you know that one that's my favorite (gasps) that that song makes me want to do karate kid dances like it just feels like a karate kid song (laughs) like i want to tie a bandana around my head and just kick stuff <laughs> oh is it because of daniel or just the, the no style i don't know just the sound is like okay well, I, I, you know i gotta say i have never looked at it like that but i'm well, i'm so as soon as yeah i'm gonna listen to it now like yeah. really soon and now just go oh uh, yeah there it yeah. is i mean i, I totally yeah, got the eighties kind of thing. Uh-huh. The karate kid. Though, that's, <laughs> that's a really great take on the song. Wow. Well, I found out my opener for the show today. Now, by the way, so that's uh, unless by some miracle you had picked this. No. But, um, <laughs> um, I thought it would be super fun to uh, have to kind of end on a uh, on a on a senseless quick fire round but there is no time limit at all okay (laughs) so i'm just gonna pepper questions at you and then you can take all the time you need in which to respond okay okay. 
Okay, so this I'm going to start with a, 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 a boring one. Oh, may not be boring. Describe 2020 in one word. Shit. I, you know, I would have bet money that would have been the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but not like shit, like it's it's all shit, but like, well, yeah. shit. And <laughs> I've imagined you saying that whilst wearing the Karate Kid bandana. <laughs> um, what was the best thing about 2020? Okay. Hmm. Um, so my kid got really into Roblox and, uh, I downloaded it too. And just playing with him together. Oh, that's nice. It's like such a, I don't know, it's definitely a kid's game, but it's like a cool way to be involved in what he likes. And, and yeah. I don't know, and the way he'd sit, like scoot up next to me, like, you want to play Roblox mom? It's like, oh, you like <laughs> me. <laughs> that's really cute. We had, um. Uh, not to hijack the quick fire round, but my brother bought me. Do you guys do you have like a Sega Mega Drive? Uh, do you know what that is? Um, it's like a, a, it's a games console from Mega early nineties. And he bought me you because you can get these retro ones with all the games on it. Cool. And I have my nine year old and my four year old playing nineties games That's by so themselves. Cute. In that oh. it's so funny. And I walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're playing. A game that was released in 1993 that is and it looks like it was released in 1993 there is not, it's not like it was way ahead of its time it wasn't um, <laughs> it's just so funny watching them play this enthusiastically Aww. as well so it's, it's yeah Cute. yeah video games yeah there you yeah. Go. um did you miss out on any specific uh events or anything that was cancelled uh in 2020 that you deeply regret Yes. Uh, there was, speaking of live music, I was like so looking forward to, um, I had discovered this artist. She's been around for a while, but I just learned of her. She's called Black Belt Eagle Scout. Um, and I was like so into her music and she was coming to Denver and I could not wait. And then the pandemic hit and I was just very hurt in my soul. Oh no. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to see her again at some I point. I do too. Oh. Um, uh, what what goals have you set yourself for 2021? Mm. I want to be, I guess, so my goal is a couple, like interpersonal relationships wise, I want to be better at being vulnerable while maintaining boundaries. That's language from my therapist (laughs) (laughs) um and then also like i how are you you not achieving i'm so rude i'm so sorry it's a very personal question no are you not achieving that at the moment or how in what ways are you not achieving it's just hard to be vulnerable for me and like be honest about who i am and how i feel i mean i think a lot of us have that um and so creating boundaries is hard. I feel like I'm rejecting someone when I do that, when it's like, no, Molly. So just trying to change my view of that and that being vulnerable and open, they're not actually scary with the right people. So, yeah. Um, And then my other goal is to be financially stable enough to afford the washer and dryer I've been dreaming about, which is super sexy, but (laughs) 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 that's adulthood. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, well, I hope. I, yeah, I hope that goes that, that goes well as well. I do too. I visit it at the hardware store every now and then. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like you're coming to me someday. <laughs> the staff know you now uh well thankfully we're all in masks so oh <laughs> no one can recognize me do you wear your super salido shirt everywhere you go <laughs> no okay um finish this sentence in 2021 i will definitely buy that washer and dryer <laughs> okay i'm applauding i don't know if you can hear uh, in 2021 i will definitely not Ooh. Work too much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, I think you've already probably answered this one already, but you're welcome to offer another answer. Uh, What is the first live act you would love to see in 2021? Yeah, her Black Belt Eagle Scout. Um, I wonder. There's. Oh, um, there is a group that is like somebody I would play on my show. They're called Ghetto Gumbe, and they're just like probably so fun to go to a show. So, like Black Belt Eagle Scout is really laid back, kind of soft, folky music, and these guys are like, "Well, you're gonna dance." So, two different vibes. (laughs) Uh, and that 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 was it that was the final question good one i suppose i suppose the last one would be what song would you like to play uh, as you close the show and send everyone home very very happy with oh well i'm gonna have to play one by them it's called sola and it's about um see their music is really dancey and jungly but it's also um about self-reflection and the song is called sola which is just like getting sort of falling in love with yourself right and and self-care so it's good yeah that resonates with the the stuff you were saying earlier as well exactly uh, full circle. very good yeah um as always it's uh, an unbelievable pleasure to uh kind of have the time to to hang out with you and uh so thank you so much as always for uh taking the time i always really enjoy kind of getting to just uh hang out really me so too thank you very much yeah Wonderful. thank you
Sola, 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 sola,